Welcome to this week's podcast from Oceans Church in Orange County. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. For more information, please visit our website at theoceanschurch.com. Awesome, man. Everybody doing all right? You guys doing good? You guys got some energy today for God's word? Here at Oceans Church, we believe God can speak in many ways. If you're married, he can speak through your spouse. Can I get a hello? You don't say amen, you're going to catch an elbow to the hip. God will speak to you through your spouse. He can speak to you through a dream or a vision. Uh, But we do believe that God's most consistent, persistent way of speaking to us is through his word. And so every week we open up the Bible here at Oceans Church. Some people think it's a boring book because they've heard someone share it in a boring way. But make no mistake about it, this book is living and active. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It's the only book that cuts between soul and spirit and joint and marrow. It's the only book that discerns your thoughts and intents of your heart. And uh, incidentally, it's the only book that was designed to be read with the author. And so today we're going to open up the Bible and I just, I need to pastor you just for a minute. I know when it's extra hot like this, the, in, the, 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 the proclivity is to kind of shut your brain off and to go into survival mode and like, I'm not going to die in these tents, but I need you to lean in a little bit. I want you to pretend you're at your favorite movie or you're at a favorite sporting event. And I want you to lean in to give God your best energy. Is that all right? If you believe in taking notes, I want to encourage you to take notes. Paper does not forget. I want to encourage you to say amen if you hear something good. If you get tired, come on, say an extra amen. Come on, if you get a little lethargic, come on, just just kind of shake yourself today. But I do believe that good things happen when we lean in. And so if you're brand new to Oceans Church, I want to say welcome. I know every week we have people that don't believe what we believe that are here. We're excited that you're with us. I was a skeptic for about 18 years of my life. I didn't know if God was the real, if he wasn't real. And I'll be honest, the most dangerous prayer you could ever pray is this. God, if you're real, show me. Some of you today just need to pray that prayer. And you watch what God would do with a little bit of faith. Can I get a witness in here? I tell you how many people that are in the ministry today because they prayed a prayer like that. Or they're in ministry because they said there's a cute girl that invited me to church. Whatever the Lord's got to do. Come on, do it. But I'm excited that you're here today. My wife and I love what God's doing at Ocean's Church. We're in a series right now called The Promise. This is the last week of it. And uh, we've talked about the last few weeks. Have you been here? How many learned a little bit more about the third person of the Godhead? You missed out on any of the messages. We talked about the Holy Who, who is the Holy Spirit. We talked about Holy Restoration, Holy Fruit, Holy Gifts. And uh, today, to finish out this series, we're going to talk about Holy Strength. Say it with me, Strength. Would anybody agree with me that we're living in a pretty wild window of history? When I watch the news, I'm like, is this a Saturday Night Live skit? Am I being punked? Is Will Ferrell getting ready to run out in some tight pants? What is going on? It's like national news. It's like, I feel like we're living in the twilight zone some days. Common sense is no longer common. People have denied the fact that God rules, that he reigns. And it's like the absence of the fear of the Lord has created the the, the absence of logic and sound wisdom. It seems like everything's moving the wrong direction, including our gas prices. As it stands, under $4, the only place that still has gas is Taco Bell. I'm going to ride that joke until I can't ride it anymore. Come on. We're going to have a good time today. If you're brand new to our church, it's okay to say amen and laugh. And if you don't like having a good time at church, you're dismissed. We're going to enjoy God today. If you believe it, come on one more time. Say, yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. You guys good. All right. Well, if you have your Bible today, uh, I know I've shared much of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, but I'd like to just let you know that the same God that moved powerfully in people in the New Testament moved in people like Barnabas, Silas, people like Peter and Paul is the same spirit that actually moved in the early Old Testament days. And uh, today I want to go to a guy that actually, out of all the judges, has has the phrase, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Came upon this guy more than any of the other judges. And uh, if you're you're new to church, I'm going to turn to Judges chapter 16. I'm going to read about a guy, if you grew up in Sunday school, named Samson. Who's familiar with Samson? If you grew up in the church, I get it. I'm going to try my best to kind of give you a new angle of this guy's life. But pretty much Samson is a pretty amazing character in the Bible. He is far from perfect. He was actually born in a time of captivity, of bondage. The nation was under oppression to the Philistines for 40 years. He was born kind of like the climate we currently are living in, that, that people are in bondage, they're in captivity, and God raised him up to make a difference. 
Who believes God can do that today? And uh, I want to just point this out because many of you don't know maybe kind of a little bit about the Judges. It's one of those books in the Bible when you read it, you're like, really? Humanity, you can be that stupid? You ever read the book of Judges? You're like, my gosh, how could you go from knowing God so closely to being so idiotic in like four verses? And pretty much the story of Judges, these are not literal law judges. They're more military leaders. And there was pretty much uh, a 350-year window recorded in the book of Judges from basically Joshua's reign of leadership until King Saul was appointed by the last judge, who was Samuel. And during these judge time periods, God would raise up these people. They weren't voted in. Come on, God so loved the world that he did not send a committee. These guys were not voted into office. These women, there was Deborah was a judge. These were people that were military strategists that God used to push back the forces of darkness that were oppressing the people of God. And I believe that right now we're in a similar climate that the church, if we're not intentional, we get sucked in to the, to the, uh, to the current of Babylon. If you don't know Babylon, it means confusion. We're living in a culture that is confused. We don't know what's right, what's left, what's up, what's down. We call good things bad, bad things good. They say to trust the science, but we don't know what the science is. What is going on in our culture? I believe that much like the days of the judges, God is raising up men and women to make a difference. There's four people that believe that today in our church. Historical context, over these 350 years, there's a cycle that took place seven times. The cycle was rebellion to God, there was consequences, and then there was deliverance. Rebellion to God, consequences, there was deliverance. Happened seven times. And uh, really this book shows us humanity's sin, it shows us our need for a savior, and it reminds us that God saves because of his good grace. That's the summary of the book of Judges. And so with that historical context, we're going to read about your favorite judge's name is Samson. Unlike Gideon, Gideon started weak and he got strong. Samson started strong and he got weak. Samson was much like the culture of Orange County, obsessed with the ladies. Going to get quiet up in here for a second. He was, uh, he actually is famous for dating Delilah. And uh, Delilah, you know, she's the one that has that radio station in December. It's a tough crowd, ladies and gentlemen. I'm joking. Um, But we know the story of Samson was he was a Nazarite. An angel appeared to his parents. Like many of the great men and women of the Bible, he was born from a mom that was barren. He was a miracle child. He was an answer to somebody's prayer. And I believe you are sitting in this tent today because you are the answer to somebody's prayer. I believe God wants to make you the answer to somebody's prayer. I believe there's someone that's barren in here that you're going to have a child that has great purpose and significance in their life. Are you with me today? I feel like going somewhere just for a second. Is that all right? I feel like this is a window of time that God says it's not time to hang up your harps and the willow trees and and to pout that God is not moving in our day. It's a time to get our hopes up, get our faith up, and believe that God's going to do something today in our land. I'm here to tell you that God wants to establish and he wants to encourage you concerning your faith today. The Lord is going to direct you in the way to him today. Some of you are vexed in your soul. Some of you are vexed in your mind. And I want to remind you that sin always causes you to hide from God. But I just felt strong this morning that God wants to be your strength. Say with me, strength. We're going to read here about Samson. This is towards the end of his life. And I really do believe that he was born for this, this last purpose of his life. He was a judge for 20 years. He was a leader in Israel, but he had a problem with ladies. He had a problem with obeying the voice of God. He was a Nazarite, which meant he wasn't supposed to drink, wasn't supposed to eat grapes or anything from the vine, wasn't supposed to do anything that was ceremonially unclean, and he wasn't supposed to be around anything that was dead. Pretty much every rule that in his life he broke. But I believe in a God that gives second chances. And if you're here today and you're like, Mark, I've broken every rule in that Bible. I want you to know, so did Samson. And if God can use Samson, I believe God can use somebody in Orange County today. Yeah, there's a few people on board today. You guys ready to go? So we're going to read the end of his life, that he's dating this girl named Delilah. It's a second serious relationship. She's crazy. He's got no friends to, to bail him out. She's trying to hustle him for money. She wants, she wants the, the notoriety of Babylon or the Philistines. She wants the lords of the Philistines to basically give her money, to give her accolades. And whenever you date somebody that wants the systems of Babylon more than they want the kingdom of God, 
you're always on thin ice. And so he's with Delilah. Delilah's trying to find out the secret to his strength. Say with me, the secret to his strength. And I believe that today in 2022, this is an ancient text, but listen to me. There is still a secret to our strength. I believe the devil's number one goal is to find out the secret to your strength and to my strength. My intention is to share it with you today. You guys ready to go? Who's ready to go? Come on, if I can't get a Pentecostal amen, I'll take a Baptist head nod, a Presbyterian eyebrow raise, a Latter-day Saint deep breath. Come on, give me something. All right. Says this, Judges 16. She, she tries to find out three different times what the secret of his strength was, and he lied to her. And it says it came to pass finally, verse 15. She said, how can you say that I love you and your heart is not with me? You've mocked me these three times. You haven't told me where your great strength lies. And it came to pass when she pestered him daily. Say with me, pestered? Daily. With her words. You know what blows me away? Samson killed a thousand men with a donkey's jawbone. Samson ripped the gates of a city with his bare hands. He killed a lion without a weapon. But you know what he couldn't take? Pestering words. And I'll tell you right now, what'll vex your mind more than anything else sometimes isn't people. It's not, it's not stuff going on in the world. It's sometimes the wrong words you're listening to. Pestered, pestered his words daily. His soul was vexed to death by her words. Then he told her all of his heart. He opened up. He said, no razor has ever touched my head. For I've been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. From my mother's womb. That's where life starts. From his mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me. I will become weak and I will become like any other man. I'll become average. When Delilah saw that he had told her all of his heart. Can I tell you a secret today? For some reason, my whole life, I've always read when Samson was talking. Uh, it was always Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice in my head. I just needed to confess that today. Isn't it funny that everybody has an impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'll spare you this morning, but we'll keep going. <laughs> no razors ever touched my head. It's not a tumor. All right. Sorry. That was, that was for the second service. <clears throat> All right. It says, if I get shaved, I'll become weak like any other man. Delilah saw that he finally told her the truth. She sent to the lords of the Philistines saying, come at once, once more. He told me all of his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her, brought her money, root of all evil. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees. How did he die? Or how did he get taken? By sleep on her knees and called for the man and had him shave off his seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him and his strength left him. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep. He said, I will go out as before and as other times and shake myself free. But he did not know. One of the saddest verses in the Old Testament. He did not know that the Lord had departed from him. The Philistines took him and put out his eyes. First thing the devil does when you go into bondage is he removes your vision. Brought him down to Gaza. The devil will always bring you down. Bring it down. They bound him with bronze fetters. He became a grinder in the prison. However, love the God, the second chances. His hair on his head began to grow again after it was shaved. Says to so the Philistines throw a party to celebrate their big enemy being taken in their temple of their God, the Dagon of their God. They bring, they bring Samson in, verse 25, and it happened. When their hearts were merry, they said, call for Samson that he might perform for us. So they called for Samson from the prison. He performed for them. And they stationed, they, they, his enemies, stationed him between the pillars. Samson said to the lad, the little boy that led him by the hand, let me feel. Say it with me, feel. What do you want to feel, Samson? He says, I want to feel the pillars. I want to feel the pillars that support the temple so I can lean on them. Almost, almost done. Now the temple was full of men and women, the lords of the Philistines, about 3,000 men and women on the roof watching Samson perform. Then Samson called out to the Lord saying, oh Lord, remember me. I pray, say this with me, strengthen me. Say it like you mean it, strengthen me. 
God has been honoring this prayer for thousands of years. Strengthen me, I pray, just this once, O oh God, that I might blow, take vengeance on the Philistines from my two eyes. Samson took hold of the two uh, pillars in the middle that supported the temple, braced himself against them on his right hand, on his left hand, and Samson said, let me die with the Philistines, and he pushed them with all of his might. The temple fell on the lords and all the people who were in it, so the dead that were killed at his death were more than all of his enemies that he took out in his life. I want to pray today, and I want to talk to you. We've talked about holy fruit, holy gifts, the Holy Spirit, holy restoration. I want to talk to you today about the God that gives holy strength. Say this with me, holy strength. God, I just pray right now in a time that, Lord, is challenging, it's trying, it's difficult, it's financially, it's financially challenging, it's spiritually challenging, it's politically challenging. God, so much is happening right now in the world. Would you raise us up like Samson's, God, that let us have strength. I pray that, Lord, today you would redeem, you'd restore, that you would fill us, you would guide us, and you would strengthen us by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, if you believe God can do it, would you say amen? I think it's pretty fair to say that every human being has strengths and every human being has weaknesses. Kind of amazing, kind of like Samson. He was so strong in some areas, so weak in other areas. Kind of reminds me of myself because I, I, I'm not very strong in the gym, but man, I shine at Handel's ice cream. Like some environments don't bring the best out of me, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm at the gym, I'm pretty average, but I get in Handel's ice cream, I'm like, I'm pretty exceptional. My consumption ability of Handel's ice cream is up there with the best. I get that full pint of uh, Graham Cracker Station. Was it Graham Central Station? Is that what it's called? It's just goodness and mercy all over that thing. Come on, it's a good... Who's ever been to Handel's ice cream? I don't know if it's named Handel's for one reason. I thought they're talking about the size of my body after I eat it. You get that pint of Handel's ice cream ordered to your house. I'm like, I'm finishing this thing. My mom didn't raise no quitters. Get that handles ice cream. I shine. I love ice cream, man. I love I I have to work out usually just to just break even for my ice cream consumption. And uh got a got a little bit of a addiction to ice cream. My wife's praying for me. Come on, do what you can, Lord. But I was thinking about gyms and I was thinking about how we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. We go to gyms. I, I think it's funny that you go to ice cream shops, everybody's happy, everybody's leisure, everybody's smiling. Even kids that are normally demon possessed. Come on. You get them in the ice cream shop, they're just all grins. Never see a kid with an ice cream cone crying. Come on. Just happy, happy, happy. You go to the gym, though, it's like sweating, yelling. You got angry trainers. You got that one trainer that just needs to stop working out for a little bit. Come on, got the roid rage going on. His name's Gemini. Come on. He's eating the weights in the gym. You know what I'm talking about? This guy's just never happy. He's like, you got to do more. It's like, dude, I like the vending machine, brother. Leave me alone. But I was thinking about, man, you go to the gym because there's something in the resistance that develops muscle mass. And I want you to know today that I do believe, I'm a firm believer, that God is the one that allows the resistance of our day, the challenges of our life, the difficulties of our upbringings. God doesn't waste pain. He doesn't waste circumstances. He doesn't waste experiences. And he certainly doesn't waste gifts. He is the only one in the cosmos, in the heavens, and in the earth that knows what he gave you. He knows why he gave it to you. He knows what you're going through. And he's given you the option to know how you're going to go through it. One scholar said, God chooses what we go through. We choose how we go through it. And I love the story of Samson because it's kind of a bipolar story. This guy has some crazy highs, some serious lows, some crazy mistakes, but God in somehow, in, a, in a, some way or another, uses him in a mighty way. And I believe that we are living in a day, just like Samson's, that we have, we have some high highs, we have some low lows. I was thinking about how, even in my own life, if you were to tell me that some of the worst things that happened to me would actually end up becoming some of the best things that happened to me. Has anybody lived long enough to see the sovereignty of God at work in your life? That you're like, I thought for sure when that divorce happened, when that business fell apart, when I got fired, when I, when I got kicked out of that school, that my life was going to be stamped over. But somehow, some way, like Samson, God allows the dead lions to produce some of the sweetest honey. And I believe that part of the story of Samson was he killed a lion. The lion came unexpectedly. He was about to get married, and he was attacked by a lion. 
Isn't that the way the devil works? Sometimes before some of your greatest moments with God, the lion attacks you. But when the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson, he got strong. Say with me, strong. The Bible says those who wait on the Lord shall renew their... There's something about the presence of God that produces strength. I don't think that we need an easier political system. I don't think that we need to have a more leisure state. I'm, I'm praying that God moves in our state. I don't think that God needs to somehow reduce all the stress of life. I think what American believers need is they need more of God's strength. I believe his strength will empower us in our businesses, strengthen us in our marriages, help us raise up kids that change the world. If you believe it, come on, give him a good amen. A lot of times we're asking God for an easier plight, for a reduced life, uh, a, a easier path. And God says, you don't need an easier path. You just need more grace. You need more strength. My pastor used to always say this. Uh, one of our college students asked him one time, they said, how do you do all that you do? Don't you get tired? He says, I don't need less stuff to do. I need more of God's grace. I believe it's the strength of God, the grace of God that empowers us. Samson was a guy that God was used. He was used by God. And the first thing I just felt like is, is, is strength comes to our church because I, I want to kind of tee everything up to the very end of this message because I think ultimately, you know what God's doing right now? Is he's raising people up that have stories of overcoming. And as they overcome, he's placing them in strategic places. If I could give you the thesis this morning, God strengthens us not for status, but for service. And the Spirit of God gives strength to the people of God so that he can position them strategically to take down some pillars. Are you ready to go? First thing you got to know is this, is most people never discover their strength because they don't believe their life was a gift from God. Most people that commit suicide, most people that are pathologically depressed, that don't believe there is hope for the future, have bought into a lie that your life was not created, designed, and full of purpose by God. And I like to come on the scene because, because again, Samson's a case study of this. He was an answer to a prayer. He had a barren mom. And guess what happens? The Bible says he was a Nazarite from the, from the womb. He was a womb. He was, he was destined in the womb. Some of you think that your life doesn't matter because your mom said that she didn't want you. Maybe you grew up in a family that you didn't have biological parents in your life that cared for you. But I want to remind you today that there was not a human being sucking oxygen on the earth that was ever arriving on the earth that surprised God. You might have surprised your mom. You might have surprised your dad. Grandma and grandpa might not have been expecting you. But ladies and gentlemen, there has never been a human born that was not a gift from God. Every single one. And the truth is, like Samson, I believe we're living in an hour that we have Philistines that are, that are leading uh, the people of God into the customs of pagan culture. And they don't tell you that if you give yourself to that desire, if you live in that club long enough, you sleep around like, like everybody else, getting high like everybody else, getting selfish and greedy like everybody else. Hollywood doesn't tell you that the end of the movie is depression emptiness, and in some cases, suicide. They don't advertise that part of the Babylonian dream. But I want you to know today that this is what I know, is that God is raising up men and women to take down the pillars of our society that are called by God from the womb. How do you know? Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I formed you in the womb, God says, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. We know Psalms 139 says that, that God formed my inward parts. He knitted me together in my mother's womb. It says, I will praise you for I am fearfully, I am wonderfully made. Galatians 1.5, you know what Paul said? Paul said this, great, great apostle. He says, but when he who had set me apart before I was born... Job knew about the power of being set apart before birth. Isaiah said, listen to me, O coastlands. Give attention, you peoples from afar. The Lord called me from the womb. First thing I just, I'm sorry. I know politically probably a little bit wild climate right now, but I want to be very clear. We don't get our worldview from CNN. I don't get my political view from Fox. I don't let Hollywood educate me on what I value and what I don't value. Biblically speaking, you were created by God and his plan came on you in the womb. Do you know that God doesn't make mistakes? He doesn't make mistakes. There's not one human in this tent that's a mistake. And guess what? Everything that God makes has a purpose. 
Do you know that you're a 10 somewhere? Most people think they're losers because I don't know what I'm good at. I'm not good at something. I have found this, that every human being has the fingerprints of God somewhere on their life. One of the things the church does is assimilates people into their God-given grace. You're a 10 somewhere. Say it with me. I'm a 10 somewhere. We know this, that Samson was actually called from the womb. And here's what we know about him. He was ordinary, number two, until the Spirit of God came over him. And I want to, I want to park on this for a second. You watch these movies, even like the Bible, docu- I love The Chosen, all these great shows, all, all wonderful. But I always think it's interesting because Hollywood does a disservice when they make movies about Samson because they always portray him as some bodybuilder, world strong man that looks like just like a genetic freak of nature. Like this guy is like huge, he's bulging, he's powerful, he's pushing pillars over, he's killing lions. This guy, of course, he's got to be massive. And his voice has to sound like Arnold's. What I'd like to point out to you is this, though, is that if he physically looked impressive, no one would have wondered where his strength came from. I would argue that the reason why the Philistines go, we don't know where his strength's coming from. He doesn't have 46-inch biceps. He's not, he's not bench-pressing Volkswagens. What, what, what is the secret of this ordinary guy's strength? And if you read the verse, it's found in verse chapter 15, uh, excuse me, chapter, uh, chapter 13, verse 25, it says the spirit of the Lord began to move upon him as a boy. And I believe the strength of God came on his life as the spirit of God began to move on him. Some of you, the last four weeks, you would say, I feel the spirit of God beginning to move on me. I feel like I have an appetite for the Bible, an appetite for the kingdom of God. I'm starting to enjoy going to church. I have a desire to pray. What's happening? The Spirit of God is moving upon you. Can I get an amen in here? Here's what I know about people that, that have a holy strength. is The Holy Spirit comes to remind people that we are called from the womb, that there is an ordinary element of all of us until the Spirit of God comes upon us. It's amazing. Apart from his long hair and maybe being a little bit more sober than his buddies, There was nothing that really distinguished Samson physically to being some freak of nature when it comes to strength. But it did say this, every time the spirit of the Lord came upon him, crazy strength followed. And I would tell you that everyone living in Orange County, that we were surrounded by the culture of, of paganism, humanism, selfishness, materialism, greed. I'll tell you this right now. What we need is strength that comes from God. And it comes when the spirit begins to move on us. He was ordinary until the spirit began to move on him. And he was undefeated as long as he obeyed the voice of God. His mom had to follow it. He followed it. And then eventually he started breaking those, those promises, those, those moments with God. Write this down. Obedience is the source of the believer's strength. And oftentimes we stop having strength because somewhere along the way, God said left and you went right. God said up and you went down. You ever try to help God out before? You're like, no, God, I got it. Good, good advice, but I'm going to take my own way. I believe that all failure in life is usually connected to somewhere that we dis- disagreed, we ignored, or we did not obey the voice of God. Our strength comes from obeying his voice. Can I get a good amen? So we know this, that he, uh, he's undefeated while he's obeying, but the moment he starts getting his hair cut, his strength leaves. Strength leaves. First thing that happened when his strength left is the enemy took out his eyes. I believe you know that you're in bondage today when you have no vision for your life. One of the things that the Holy Spirit strengthens us with is vision. Acts 2 says that when the Holy Spirit was poured out, he said, your young men, they're going to have visions. Your old men, they're going to have dreams. The Bible says that without vision, people perish. Number one reason why I believe most people are aimlessly walking through life is because they do not have a God-given vision. Vision comes from the presence of the Lord. Amen? It's so powerful here today is that he has a relationship with God and, and his strength began to leave. His, his vision left when the enemy took his eyes. He had a lot of problems growing up. He was sneaky. He had secrets. But notice this. It wasn't booze. It actually wasn't killing people that he wasn't supposed to kill. It was none of those things that took the strongest man that ever lived out. You know what it was? What took Samson out was a natural, a natural attack that lulled him to sleep. And I believe that right now, the greatest attack on the church is sleep. I I remember Napoleon, he said this. He says, I'm fearful that we're going to wake up a sleeping giant. 
He was talking about the nation of China back in those days. It's crazy. The church is a sleeping giant. And I believe that Gethsemane is the place that Jesus said, can you wake up? Can you pray? Lest you enter into sleep. I believe that Samson lost his destiny when he fell asleep on the lap of Delilah. Natural sleep put him into captivity. And here I want to just kind of wrap this kind of full circle here today. Is I believe that God is bringing strength to the church again. I believe that God has raised up you and I for this window of history. I don't know if there's any other parents in here that worry about your kids and go, man, my kids aren't growing up in the world that I grew up in. My little kids aren't growing up in neighborhoods. They can just go take off for days at a time and may not be worried about crazy people out there, weird people out there, thinking about the political landscape, the economic landscape. I don't know if you've ever wondered about your kids and go, man, I feel bad for some of my kids sometimes of the world they're being raised in. But I want to I let you know what I believe the voice of God is to that thought. Is that God says, no, 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 no. I, I brought them to the window of this time period for this purpose. They're Samson's. I'm raising them up. I'm giving them strength. I called them from the womb. Yeah, I called them from the womb. They might be ordinary, but when my spirit comes on them, they're going to get strong in the grace. They're going to conquer lions. They're going to take out armies. They're going to pull down high places. Listen to me. We are undefeated when we obey the voice of God. And when we do, notice this, Samson, it says this, that he made some poor choices. But even after he made poor choices, God's sovereignty placed him next to the pillars. For most people, even in Orange County, like Samson, he didn't make good choices when he had his eyes. But when he stopped living by his eyesight and he started feeling the plan of God, he started making great choices. I would say that Samson had more vision with his eyes out than he did with his eyes in. And here's what we know at the end of his life is he was placed by his enemies to fill the pillars. And I just feel like this is a, this is going to be the story of Ocean's Church. God is raising up Samson's all over this place. They're going to come out of our college. They're going to come out of our marriage groups. They're going to come out of our Bible studies. Listen to me. He is raising up men and women that are positioned next to the pillars. You know what God wants to do? He wants to raise up men that are strong in him, that know how to pray. Notice it was placement and it was prayer that changed everything. And today, in 2022, you know what it is? It is placement by God, and it is prayer to God that changes everything. Everybody wants to make a difference. You know what we all have in common? Is every one of us wants our life to count. No one wants their life to be forgotten. And I'll tell you a secret today. That when praying people at providential pillars actually intersect, generational impact happens, and eternal legacy occurs. Notice this, that he's at a providential placement. He's filling these two pillars. God used a boy to position the strongest man that ever lived. And as he was placed there between the pillars, notice this. It's crazy. He was, he was between the pillars. And some of you today, you're in the pillars of a great family move of God. God's positioned you to fill the pillars of your business, the pillars of your economy. You know, some of you are uh, uh, titans in your industry. And God wants to raise up salt and light and cities on a hill out of the church that would fill the pillars of our land. Too many times we think the church is supposed to follow culture. I want to let you know that Jesus is returning for a church that isn't scared of the world. That's a hell-plundering church, an earth-shaking church, a culture-conquering church, a Jesus-following church. We have the spirit, we have sight. We have sight, God gives us brothers and sisters, siblings. When we have siblings, we get to the right settings. We fill the pillars, and when we do, we begin to pray. And here's what I believe, that everything that we lost by our sleep, God will reclaim through prayer. Some of you lost out on years. Some of you missed out on, man, critical moments that God could have used you in high school. That you could have been a witness in college. Some of you screw up the first marriage of your life. But listen to me. If we will turn to God, God through prayer will reclaim what we lost when we fell asleep. I believe it. I'm living proof that God is the God of Romans 8, 28. That he'll use the worst seasons of your life to set you up to knock down pillars. He'll use the broken family. He'll use the broken business. He'll use, are you hearing me today? He's the only one in humanity that can take the darkness of the night and set you up for the brightness of the day. And I feel it strong today that God is raising up Samson's out of Ocean's Church that are going to be positioned by the pillars. 
pillars of government, pillars of education, pillars of business, pillars of church, pillars of family. God is raising up the church to impact the pillars of our land. The lie is this. Well, we can't really change anything. Well, you can't in your own strength. But I believe the prayer of Samson needs to become the prayer of the church. Strengthen us. Say with me, strengthen me. I wish you would say it with some grit. Strengthen me. I believe the greatest thing that Samson ever did was pray a mighty prayer. Lord, strengthen me. Lord, strengthen me. There was a prayer for the church of California. Lord, strengthen me. If there was a cry from the body of Christ of America, let it be this. Lord, strengthen me. If there was ever a time that the body of Christ has to have strength, it's now. Lord, strengthen me. Some of you are weak. Some of you are burnt out. You're broke down. You feel like you're, you're sick and tired of where you're living and how you're living. I'll tell you the secret today. Samson's secret to his strength was the presence of God. You know what his hair represented? It represented growing in God. You know why I said don't cut your hair? Because God always wants you to be growing with him. And when they shaved his hair, they disconnected his relationship with God. You know what your secret strength is, ladies and gentlemen? It's in your ability to connect with God. Some of you have no strength. Some of you are touching no pillars. Some of you have no power. You know why? It's not because God doesn't love you. It's because you're not currently connected to God. Those who wait on the Lord, they'll renew their strength. The strength. God wants to restore strength today. And I believe that if we will be a people that would pray, Lord, strengthen me. God will providentially place us in pillars. And as we touch the pillars, we'll leave a generational impact. We'll have an eternal legacy. So many people are spending their lives just to buy a nice house, to go on some nice trips, to retire at 50. That's all great. But make no mistake about it, the greatest thing you can do with your life is to leave, a, to leave an impact for future generations. I believe that God will impact more people at the end of your life than the beginning of your life. To be honest with you, Samson was made for those pillars. He was gifted for those pillars. God allowed the enemy to attack his vision so that he could position him at those pillars. Some of you might have lost your eyes, but listen to me, God can still position you. God can knock things down in your life right now that have stood tall for generations. I feel like if there was ever a window in church history that the church has to pray a bold prayer, Lord, position me. We have too many people that have strength but aren't positioned. What good is it to be a multi-millionaire, to be a brilliant astrophysicist? What good is it to be a successful entrepreneur and never take down any pillars? God is raising up churches in this strong state to take down the big pillars of our land. There's taunting giants, yeah. There's Delilah's trying to seduce, but make no mistake about it, God will position us by the pillars. God will redeem in your life what was lost through generational disobedience. I repeat, God will redeem in your life what was lost through generational disobedience. You know what God needs today is a yes. Yeah, God, I'll go. I'll go. Position me. Let your providence guide me. I'll obey your voice. I'll be ordinary until your spirit comes upon me. My hair will grow again. I was called from the womb. I'm not an accident. Well, Mark, I'm just an accountant. I'm just a CPA. I'm just a, I'm just a school bus driver. I'm just an Uber driver. I'm just a plumber. I'm just a, I'm just a, I'm just a, we have too many times we say, I'm just blank. Do you know there's places that you're going to go this week that God wants to go? Do you know the only way that God gets there is through you this week? Do you know there's people this week that God wants to love? And the only way he's going to love them is through you. God wants to go. He needs a vehicle. And you know who God's vehicle is? His favorite car to drive is you. God goes, I want to go to Orange County this week. I'm going to go through Ocean's Church. I want to invade every social economic barrier. I want to invade every stratosphere of culture. I want to go with Ocean's Church this week. And I pray this today, that you would make no mistake about it, that God will strengthen you when you realize that you were called from your mother's womb. You might not have been planned by your parents, but you were planned by God. You will, make, you will rise up in strength when you realize that you are ordinary, yeah, until the Spirit of God comes on you. You'll do things when the Holy Spirit comes on you that you could have never done in your own strength. His gift for strength. His, his strength is for service. 
and you're ordinary. We're undefeated when we obey the voice of God. Have you ever wondered why God healed all the blind people different ways? You ever wonder why God raised people from the dead all these different ways? Why wouldn't he just choose one way and do it over and over and over again? He never wanted our faith to be in the method. He wanted our faith to be in obedience. God always moved when people obeyed his voice. And he'll place you. I feel it. He'll place you. God's placing some of you this week. I feel it, man. Stand your feet. I feel something coming to these tents. I believe the hour is coming for the Church of California to be placed by the pillars of, of entertainment. We're placed by the pillars of media. We're, we're, we're in the pillars of, of great government power. We're in the pillars right now of some of the greatest churches in, the, in America are in this state. And God has placed us here for such a time, such a purpose. God's brought you here to Orange County for such a time and for such a purpose. Listen to me today. God wants you here for a reason. His Spirit will give you sight. He'll give you siblings, brothers and sisters. He'll put you in the right setting, and He will give you strength. If you believe it, say amen. All over the room today. I know it's hot. I know it's hard to pay attention when you're hot. It's hard to preach when you're hot, believe it or not. But I feel His presence here today. And I would tell you a secret. That if you'll invite the Holy Spirit to fill you today, if you would pray today, I believe if you would say, God, give me strength. He would give you strength once again. He would bring honey out of the deadlines of your past. God will leverage an old lifestyle, a bad, a bad upbringing. God will bring beauty out of the ashes. He's the only one that can bring sweet honey out of dead lions. Today's here. And I feel this so strong today that God wants to position our church. And we're going to touch the pillars of our land. And we're going to bring down the pillars of our land, the high places of our land, the pagan worship of our land, the idolatry of our land, the empty lies of our land. Yeah, the, the trends of culture that are killing the kids of God in our land. God's positioning us to bring down those pillars in Jesus' name. If you're here today, come on. You want to open up to God. Just say, Lord, speak to me. I'm listening. Try it again. Say, Lord, what are you saying to me today? I believe there's people here that you got to know this, that your life is not an accident. I can't get away from it. Last night, I felt like some of you, you've contemplated suicide for some time because you don't believe that God actually made you for a purpose. God didn't make you to die. He didn't make you to kill yourself. He made you to solve a problem in the world that only you could solve. God wants to make your life the answer to somebody else's prayer. God wants to make your life the answer to somebody else's prayer. God wants to make your life the answer to someone else's prayer. And there's going to be honey that comes out of that dead lion in Jesus' name. I feel this strong today. You're here. You can feel it. I, just, I want to come against the spirit, that heavy spirit of oppression, that depression that's been all over the people of God. I want to be very honest today. I'm not embarrassing anybody. Close your eyes. No one's looking. If you're here today and you say, Mark, I've been battling I've been battling uh, anxiety lately. I've been battling a depression lately, a heaviness lately. I feel like it's not even me. It's just like this heaviness that's been coming over me. I'm not going to say suicide or thoughts of that, but I want to just say, you know that it's, it's been pretty dark. And you would say, Lord, today, would you please deliver me from this cloud? Would you get me out of this shadow death? Get me out of the valley. That's you today. Would you just lift your hands? I feel like there's breakthrough today. If you'll be honest enough to acknowledge it, God will be powerful enough to meet you here. You see hands up all over today. I pray for every heaviness, every weight. I pray right now, yeah, just a breaking off of that weight, that heaviness, that, that fear, that, that, uh, that oppression and that thought of the enemy. Say this all over the room today. Say in Jesus' name, we loose the love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Death, you gotta go. Darkness, you gotta go. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Now watch this. We're almost, we're almost there. If you're here today, you say, Mark, I, I feel like God's set me apart, but I feel pretty ordinary, and I would love it if the Holy Spirit would come in in a greater way. I want to invite God to speak to me more. I want to pray more. I want to read my Bible more. I want to get more excited about God. Would you pray that I'd go from ordinary to extraordinary as the Spirit invades me like he did to Samson? Would you lift your hands all over today? 
whether you're online or you're in the tents. Come on, we're going to invite the Spirit of God to move on us. All over the tents, say, Holy Spirit, I invite you to move on me. Give me an appetite for everything that you love. Give me a disappetite for everything you don't like. I want to love what you love. I want to hate what you hate. I want to value what you value. And I want to spend my time, my energy, my money the way you would. Fill me, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Someone in here, you've been battling the same mountain. It's like you're on a roller coaster. It feels like it's Groundhog's Day. Because like it's a cycle. It's like every seven days, every seven months, every seven years, it's the same cycle of, of dysfunction and brokenness. And I believe it's linked to an area in your life that you are consistently disobeying God in. And God says, if you'll stop disobeying my voice, I will lead you out of Groundhog's Day. I'll get you out of the wilderness. How many feel like you've been in a cycle you can't get out of? Just lift your hand. I feel like there's breakthrough today. Financial cycle, never enough. Yeah. Marriage cycle, always the same problems. Cycle with your kids. Come on, just, I want you to be honest. Today. Lift your hands that you say, Mark, I'm believing if I obey God's voice that he's going to break the cycle. I pray, come on, I feel like there's faith in here today. If someone's hands up next to you, just go ahead and put your hand on their shoulder right now. Keep your hand up. I want to break a cycle today. There is a cycle of drug use. There's a cycle of divorce, lying cycles. There's poverty cycles. I believe if we'll respond today, watch how God would work. Come on, hands on somebody all over the place. Come on. Everyone's got a hand up, a hand on their shoulder. Say, in Jesus' name, we lose obedience to the voice of God. Come on, we lose obedience to the word of God. And as they do, we declare cycles being broken and seasons of victory being entered into in Jesus' name. Say it like you mean it. Seasons of victory in Jesus' name. Seasons of victory in Jesus' name. Come on, prophesy. Seasons of victory in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Last things we do today, we're almost finished. I feel this so strong that God wants to raise up a people that would say, God, if you would raise me up for the pillars, I'll take them down. Let me feel the pillars of our society. How many would say, Mark, I want to be the answer to somebody else's prayer? I want to be the prayer, the answer prayer on the school board. I want to be the answer prayer for the neighborhood watch. I want to be the new guy that, 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 that's, that's changing the, the culture of the music industry. God, let me fill the pillars. How many want to be a, come on, a pillar mover? Lift your hands. I believe you're a part of Ocean's Church. Here's the secret about us. We are going to move pillars. I pray from the back to the front. I pray for Marshall. Yeah, I pray for, I pray for Brittany and for Janet. I pray for Stephen and for, for, for Carrie, that you would raise up pillar moving people. I pray that, Lord, whether it's in the arts, it's in entertainment, it's in the roofing industry, it's in home fans, if it's in a roofing company, if it's plumbers, if it's educators, if it's stay-at-home moms, stay-at-home dads, if it's software technicians, if they're entrepreneurs, we want to touch the pillars. And we want to bring God to the highest places. We ask that God would arise and that his enemies would be scattered in California. So we pray this together. Say with me, let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Come on, say it again. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Pray it like Samson. Say, Lord, strengthen me. Say it like you mean it. Lord, strengthen me. Let's say it together. Lord, strengthen us. Move the high places. Bring down the idols. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Come on, give him 10 seconds of praise if you believe it. Last thing we do today is we pray for the sick and we create an on-ramp for people to give their lives to Jesus that aren't currently living for him. First thing we do is this, if you are physically sick, if you are mentally sick, if you are spiritually sick, and you say, Mark, if there is a God in heaven named Jesus that still heals sick people online or in the tents, I wanna invite God to heal me. Broken mind, broken ankle, broken heart, I don't care what it is you're spiritually sick, God will heal you. You got a bitter heart, you're bitter towards God or bitter towards the church, you watch how you heal. Uh, watch how God will heal you everywhere that you hurt if you would respond right now. 
Eyes closed just for a minute. Last two things we do, we'll be out of here. You say, Mark, I need a healing in my physical body, in my mind, in my soul, or in my spirit. Raise your hands. Doesn't make you weird to raise your hand. Makes you honest. And I believe there is more response in church. There'll be more miracles in society. So we lift our hands today out of obedience. And I want to be very honest. If your hand's up, you're saying, I believe that God can heal. Okay, if your hand's up, you got a little faith? All right. Now someone next to you, go and put your hand on their shoulder. If, if your hand's not up, find somebody. Everyone's going to get a hand on their shoulder. I want everybody, we got a camera guy in the back. Needs a hand on his shoulder. Come on. Caleb, put your hand on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, right there. Come on, all over, all over, all over. I want you to pray this prayer, Oceans Church. Pray like this. Say, Jesus, I invite you to heal, to save, deliver. Take him out of the shadow of the valley of death. Get him out of the valley. Heal his body. Heal her heart. Touch their mind. Restore their spirit today. Remove the bitter and make it sweet. In Jesus Christ's name. Cancer go. Yeah. Ulcers go. Tumors go. In Jesus Christ's name. Heal. Scoliosis go. Be straight. Be whole. In Jesus' name. And everyone that received it, come on, said a hearty amen. Come on, say a hearty amen. Last thing we do today, most important thing we do today, is like Samson, we say, Lord, remember me. If you're here today and you're not living for God or with God, maybe you're an atheist, maybe you've never known Jesus, or maybe it's been a long time since you've lived your life for God. Last service we had seven, is that right? This service, there's many more. If you're on light, you're going to write heart, H-E-A-R-T. Every week, there's about five people that give their lives to Jesus on our live stream live. More that do it afterwards. In the tents, you're going to raise your hands. We're going to pray one prayer. It's not the end. It's the beginning. We're going to start walking with God. Is there anybody that loves walking with God? Give me 10 seconds if you love walking with God. If you love walking with God, nothing better than walking with God. Living for God. So we do this as we close. We say, you know what I want to do today? I want to live for God. I want to walk with God. And I want Him to fill me with His strength. All over the room, you want to rededicate your life? Or for the first time, you're going to raise your hand on the count of three. Those online are going to write heart. Ready to go? One. Hands are already going to start going up. You ready? Close your eyes. One. I'll give you three seconds. Go ahead and put your hand up. Two. I'm getting right with God today. For the first time, I'll put my faith in Jesus. Two. And lastly, that's me. I don't want to miss the bus. I'm going in today. Three. Real high, real high, real high. Give him a hand clap. Support him. Support him. Support him. I see three. Real high, real high, real high. Four, five, six. Real high. Six hands. Seven hands. Real high. Real high. Awesome, 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 awesome. Thank you. I see seven at least. Probably more. It's hard to see a lot of people in these tents. Pray this prayer, Oceans, with those seven a day, at, at least seven. Just sit like this. Lord, I give you my life. I give you my faith. And I receive the gift that Jesus died to give me. You forgive me. You heal me. And today, I ask you to fill me with your sweet Holy Spirit. Position me, empower me, and direct my life from here out. Jesus Christ is the Lord over, say your name, Mark Francie. In Jesus' name. If you love the Day Oceans Church, give him a good hand clap. That's awesome. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Have a great week.